Okay, change that dial there. Try that again. You are listening to episode 74 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. And I'm Scarlett. And this is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. And it's also adults-oriented, which includes language and material may not be suitable for kids under 18. Uh, we definitely encourage and appreciate feedback. An easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at HOB Podcast. And we are on Facebook. That's at facebook.com forward slash honest dot open dot vulnerable. And you can email us at HOVpodcast at gmail.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 231 uh, you can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com, and you can find me on Twitter at inscarletstorm. And I'm also on Twitter at inspiration underscore flo. Um, so we we uh, hint hinted at it in the previous episode, I believe. Um, so uh, we this is actually being because uh, of some uh, changes we've had to do with our own personal schedules. Um, we're uh, actually recording this a week kind of a week early. Um, actually, this. We're recording this after, after on, on the 4th, which is actually the day after we went to both of the uh, Denning Company shows. And so there, um, I, there are some, some things I wanted to ask, um, ask Scar- Scarlett about uh, in reference to the shows. And I figured, hey, day after, it's still fresh in our heads. So we'll get a, ni- you know, a nice um, kind of colorful stories and whatnot. And so I do want to make the disclaimer that we are sharing our experiences of what... Uh, oh, yeah, my... Um, I Yeah, hold on. Okay, so... Um, yeah, there, there, there was a... I'll just be honest about this. There was a bit, bit of a... <laughs> little, um, a kind of a pa- pause, pause here to, you know, make sure both of our phones were turned off. So... <laughs> I'm a dork. <laughs> you know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, this... As, as I was saying, that we're simply sharing our experiences. Because at a dead show of, like, you know, I'll just use an arbitrary number of, like, you know, we're... 10,000 people are attending, which, you know, what, anyway, then, you know, you'll get 10,000 different, um, ex, you know, you'll, you'll get 10,000 different experiences because each one, each, we, we all bring kind of our own little thing in, into it. And so we all get like different things from it. So that's what we're sharing here. Um, so this is by no, no means, you know, all, you know, yes, this is exactly what what the show was all about. No, this is how we experienced it. So one size definitely does not fit all. <laughs> right, your mileage may vary. Um, so um, just to kind of set set the stage here, uh, pun intended. <laughs> um, I I find that uh, I I uh, with mute. 
um, mu- music tends to arrive when you're ready for it. And in, in, in as much as, you know, you hear about such and such artist at some time, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I appreciate how, you know, that, you know, I, I appreciate it on that, you know, that their talent and that they're able to do what they're do, what they do. But because of what I'm going through right now, it's just, eh, just not into it. And then, you know, maybe, um, you go through some life experiences and, and, and whatnot. And, and then you get to a point where, you know, maybe you revisit it or, and then it just, and for whatever reason, be, because of the experiences you, that you've gone to in those intervene, intervening years that the music now suddenly just grabs you and take, and just takes you to, Somewhere that's outside of both time and space, um, it, where it's nothing else matters other other than the you know how you're how how you're relating to the music, how the you know the emotional attachments you're developing, and how and how how the uh, how the mu- how it how it speaks to you on on at, at like oh, a, at a core level absolutely. and that i mean it's uh Terrence McKenna had a very had a um had a good phrase for this is taking out of context mm-hmm. i mean and so um for any, for anyone who uh doesn't know who Terrence McKenna is i mean he's like he he um, I, I forget what uh, what kind of science, scientist he he was, but I mean that hallucinogens, like he he uh, he writes very dry yet um, yet uh, very um, uh, what's what's the position um, from a uh, from a writing perspective as far as the work words and the way he describes stuff is very uh very involved <laughs> i mean you you gotta when you read read his stuff you gotta you know really pay a really pay attention because he he writes the way kevin smith speaks in in a in a in a, in a way in that okay you you kind of get towards the end of the sentence and you're like okay hold on i gotta reread that because <laughs> he kind of goes a few different places and then you know so he he's it's a very sci- scientific way of explaining things but anyway <laughs> so that um what what I'm saying is that music ha- has a way of taking you on a psychedelic experience where you you go outside of yourself, mm-hmm. and and but and so yeah, um, th- and that's very true with with me with the uh, with the, uh, my personal hint history with the Grateful Dead because when I uh, when I was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen or so, the uh, the man my mom was married to at the time, um, like when he was in college, he was doing, he was going to rock and roll shows. And I mean, he was, he was a photographer. Like he has like, um, like pic- pictures of like Rob- Robert Plant and Jim- Jimmy Page, like he's like 20 feet away from him. And, you know, and, and so he, that, so 
as far as my musical taste, I mean, that definitely informed a lot of it because um, that's how I was introduced to, you know, class, classic rock and the Grateful Dead. And at my first um, exposure to, to him was on was uh, the Working Man's Dead uh, studio album. I think it's like their first or second. And Uncle John's band in particular, in, in particular, in particularly, eh, whatever, <laughs> in well, I mean that that was my favorite song on that particular album. So, I mean f- that that will forever be kind of etched and 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 as far as like form, you know, for but anyway. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, <laughs> as I kind of went through went through high school and into college, I was exploring other other forms of music like electronica and like and as i went through college more modern rock and tool and you know i and yet i always i always knew that you know yeah the grateful dead's there but you know i'm into this stuff now because you know i was there were a lot of personal issues i was dealing with and and at at the time tool just happened to be you know it they were doing it that doing that for me, you know. I was re- relating to it, you know, that angst and that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like yell- yelling at the bad shit in this world, <laughs> you kinda know, like, kind of thing. Kind of like Papa Roach does for me. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> and then it, and then after I kind of. And after I kind of transcended that stuff, after I kind of worked through it and came to terms with it, then I kind of re- then I re- revisited. Um, I'd say back uh, in like two thousand five, two thousand six or so, give or take. I mean, you know, the stars are a little blurred, but. Um, then I my first uh, show was when the dead in two thousand nine. Um, they had uh, war- um, they they you know they had Bill- Billy Mick- Mickey the two drummers and then um, Shimenti who the for the key- keyboards although he's not an original thing but that's okay <laughs> and then Phil and then Bobby. Um, and then they had Warren Haynes come come in for uh, as a lead for to fill in the Jerry spot, and I there was a good deal of where he had to learn a lot of the material, and um, well, my uh, my experience there was a little bit. Um, there might have been some fungus involved. <laughs> so that that uh, certainly affected my experience, and it didn't and it didn't quite um, jive with some you know the experience of other people that had gone to the show. And now when I listen back on it, it's like, oh yeah, my my <laughs> my perspective was definitely altered. <laughs> so because I listen I listen to it now, and it just, and it's like, whoa, okay, I. I'm glad I enjoyed it at the time, <laughs> and so, and then, um, and so I, you know, I, I uh, kept kept my finger on on the pulse of what was going on a little more, because um, it, it's not like the original members weren't doing anything between 1995 and two and 2005, you know, because they were all doing their own doing their own projects, and sometimes they came to, they. They, you know, re- rejoined a couple uh, on a on a couple occasions, and you know. So anyway, I, I just wasn't paying attention to it. But um, and then further came 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 around when, and so I went to a 
bunch bunch of their shows and so and I cried when they announced that they will no longer be performing as further. But yet in the back of my head I always knew that okay, they're you know, this isn't the their first thing where they start a project and then end it after after a after mm-hmm. a period. So in the back of my head I always knew they were gonna keep going with it. So anyway, so that's um so that's kind of where I, I'm coming at this from. Um, now, prior to, um, f- to meet, m- meeting me, um, that what uh, have you seen any like live uh, shows f- uh, by like any, like well-known artists that would you know perform at, like a Red Rocks or a Pepsi Center or? Yeah, but they were not um, bands probably that you are aware of. They were um, Christian. Okay. Rock. Um, because back in the 80s, that was um, – I, I grew up very sheltered, so it was not – you know, my dad was a Pentecostal minister. You know, mm-hmm. we went through all that. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed – that That was back in that era when when Amy Grant was mm-hmm. coming up yeah. and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. But for me, it was um, – there's a group called Petra. I don't know if you're aware of them. They were no. bit, they started out in the 60s, and they went through a whole morph of changes. And they still, they still play today, but they play – <laughs> who they are today is definitely not who they started out as. Right, right. Um, One would hope. And then there's another group called Whiteheart. And Whiteheart um, took a really um, – they actually stopped playing for a while, mm-hmm. and they – they um played they didn't play they they broke up in i want to say the early 2000s okay and then i found a youtube video last well just a couple months ago mhm where cuz i was looking for some music i guess about a year ago i guess i found it where they had played a music festival in Australia. Okay. And they had reformed. Um, the guy's name is Rick Florian. Amazing singer. Amazing. Th- these guys can play. Um, but they're getting up there in age. <laughs> so yeah, they don't play like they are. used to. They're not. Yeah. And I don't see them. They, they had re they had, they had reunited just for this music festival. Okay. And, a, and it was amazing. Just this. And watching them play is just phenomenal. And that, and that's not uncommon uh, either. It, for... And, and, but how I got into Whiteheart was actually my half brother because my half brother, I, I didn't meet him until I was nine. So I'm not really like, particularly close with him and he was 18 mm-hmm. so um we we've never been particularly buddy buddy or anything we stay in touch though and he got me hooked on them and i went back and got all their old shit from the early not i didn't go back because they've they've been around since the the 80s Okay. So I went back and got, you know, but their original lead singer actually got busted for <laughs> a bunch of rape charges. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of st- uh, long story. So <laughs> yeah. um, my they actually went through three or four lead singers. And so they're they're But my favorite was Rick Florian. And um, when I was 16, I actually met him. I had actually gone to a concert um, 
and it was a venue down in in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. and it was huge, and just a whole bunch of teenagers just like like converged on this poor <laughs> place downtown, uh-huh. and it was just oh, it was amazing, and just watching them play, and then they did they. They just met their fans afterwards, and it was just amazing. And I stood like three feet from him, and it was just like a rock god. And I was just like, uh, 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 uh. and I, I walked up to him because what I what I what I wanted is I wanted an autograph for my brother. Uh huh. And I walked up to him, and I I could barely speak to him. It was just it was, it was horrible. <laughs> but you know, I was sixteen. We've all been there. Me? What do you want from me? But I did. He he. He knew what I wanted. Gave me my autograph, and then he just laughed at me, and he flirted with me for a minute, and he made me. <laughs> run off like a scared little school girl and it was horrible <laughs> but it was just it was it was that and then uh petra was the other group that i went and saw quite a bit and mm-hmm. then there was a a guy who used to be a he started out as a lounge singer okay, okay. his name was carmen and uh he had a phenomenal voice but he was a storyteller in his music Okay. And he would he would write these these like operatic stories in his music, but his voice started to go when he and and he had to quit performing just because his voice just went out. And he was somebody that I went and I saw a lot, and he was really popular all the way up until the early nineties. And he just had to quit performing; he just he couldn't mm-hmm. do it anymore. Um, voice just couldn't he, hold up. Th- no, nah, his he just lost his voice. He just and he was like, "I refuse to lip sync. I'm not doing it." Um, he just he he couldn't do it. But he's a phenom- he still writes. He still writes, but um, he's more of a producer now. Mm-hmm. And um, he he's still in the in the Christian music world. You say Carmen, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we know who Carmen is." Another one was a guy named Brian Duncan. Incredible, incredible music. Um, so I went to Brian Duncan. You know, I went to a couple of Brian Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a you know, there's there were a couple of guys and and there's a couple others that are out there. So I did go to you know I went to those kind of shows and even as an adult, I went to you know I followed the music scene um, in the music and I would much rather do that when I was um, because I was a totally different person. But then when I when I kind of veered out of the the Christian world and veered into the um, like Papa Roach contem- and, well the, yeah, con- or, the contemporary world you know okay. getting getting out there to see what was out there mm-hmm. uh, but I've never I've never gone to a huge you know concert um, not just because I haven't um, not because I haven't had the inclination just because I just haven't had maybe the opportunity Okay. To really get out there, um, but there there have been a couple of concerts that I really wanted to go to. Um, uh, one was um, that I really wanted to go to was Rush. Rush was playing oh, Denver. Yeah, he played yeah. in Red Rocks, and I couldn't get yeah, tickets. Yeah, was last summer, I think. Yeah, I didn't have the money for it, and I really wanted to go hear them play, and that would have been awesome to hear Rush. And um, but. Damn it, Pink Floyd would have been another one that I wish that I had been yeah, in, a, in another yeah. in another life. I would have been, you know, right up there to hear Pink Floyd, and you know, there there are just a couple. 
Yeah, I, of... I, 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 I was, I was, I, de- um, yeah, I, I know um, Roger Waters has been mm-hmm. to- touring and everything, but um, I, I know they came to the Pepsi Center and mm-hmm. did the wall, and right. and right. so I, li- I, but when I saw the ticket prices, I'm like, uh... but one, one I would love, you know, this, this was an awesome opportunity for me because I've never heard the dead and and um i know in a minute we'll talk about how oh, we yeah. got into this yeah we'll but, definitely get into that but the the i was telling you you know i was telling you last night if i ever get a chance to see one one i would love to see would be dream theater mm-hmm. that's another one i would love to see them live performing um i had a friend who um he was um he was blind and he he got me hooked on he turned me on to a lot of really good music that was like he was like you have to hear this you have to hear some really good you know music and he, and he just he turned me on to dream theater and i just fell in love with it and it's a lot of storytelling and a lot of yeah some of it's really morbid mm-hmm. a lot of it's really morbid that's what i like about papa roach a lot of the lyrics are just it's about picking yourself up out of the gutter and mm-hmm. moving forward, especially um, coming out of addiction, coming out of um, and and th- the reason why I I love Papa Roach is because I I love that they talk about you know you can overcome addiction and you can you can overcome the monkey on your back and and so when I feel really really down and feel like that I'm lesser than dirt. I have a listen to Papa Roach. And I know that that's kind of an odd choice. Hey, if Some it works, people, it works. But you know what? A lot of times I am I am like, oh, I don't have to, you know, I can overcome this. And I can, this is just temporary. This is just a temporary. It, and because I do struggle with, with bipolar depression, which is so mm-hmm. much worse than regular depression. And people who are not bipolar do not understand that that it's worse than just simple clinical depression or just simple the blues. It's not like that. I'm telling you, bipolar depression gets in your head and takes your hamster, throws it on the wheel, and makes it run backwards. (laughs) It is the most awful thing in the world. It just – and you cannot get off of it and you cannot get out of it. And sometimes it takes – I've been – Yeah. Sometimes – it takes months. I mean, sometimes, and, and I've had to have my friends, thank God, understand this, but I've had my friends, let me have my pity party, and then they're like, okay, come on, <laughs> we're done. Because you can't, you can't stay there. And, and I think the longest that Ryan and Peter have let me go have been four months. But they're like, you know, we understand you have to do this yourself. We can't do it for you, and we just have to let you go. And you'll figure it out. We we understand this, but you can only do this for yeah, so after, long. After about four months, I was like, come on, out of the pool. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you let me have that four months because you knew – but we talked about it. Yeah. It, and you checked in with me almost daily. It was like, is today the day? <laughs> no? Okay. All right. Have your pity party, but when you're ready – Come on. Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, but, I, you know, I wasn't, it, it was like, okay, I'm eating, I'm showering. <laughs> right. 
I'm, you know, th- th- as long as I was doing those things and I was going to work. Right. I was doing those things. So it was, okay, well, you're still doing what you're supposed to, but, you know, the, the rest mm-hmm. of it is kind of, okay, fine. I guess we're not going to do anything productive beyond that today. All right, fine. <laughs> you know? So, I, you know, my friends, thank God, understand when I get like that. But, you know, but I recognize it coming and music will pull me out of it. So, you know, but, but, you know, those live shows when I was, when I was young, Mm -hmm. really, you know, and my parents were so supportive of, Hey, go to, you know, go to this, you know, and it was especially in the summer because I did music conventions, Mm -hmm. youth conventions and my parents, we, we were poor. We were we were struggling financially growing up, but I never, ever, my parents always found the money for me to go. That's awesome. My parents always found the money, and it was amazing, and I never felt deprived growing up. I always went to camp. I always went to, you know, and, and my parents just, they were like that. They were like, this is important for your, your, mm-hmm. this is important to you. This is something I didn't do sports. I didn't do, you know, this was what I liked to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it was Christian music, but it, but it, I got, it, it fed my soul. So that's, that was my, that, well, that's, that was my that's all the reason you need, you need really as far so, as, you know. So that's kind of my my live music history experience. So like going through adulthood on average, about how many shows do you get, get to a year? Well, a year, you know, in the last, well, you know, I haven't gone in a long time just because yeah, I, I, I know had, it, it fluctuates depending on you know financials and everything. Well, you know, I haven't gone in a long time because there hasn't been anything that I've been able to do in a long time. But this was this. But you know, you and I decided to do this. Well, I knew you were going, and I was like, "Well, shit, let's do it together." And I paid for these tickets way back in February. Yeah, when when they went on sale. (laughs) So it was like, "Well, I'm going to pay for this when I have money, because if I wait until it gets closer, I'm not going to have money. So I'm going to pay for it now Mm -hmm. when I have the money." And um, I knew I was pretty much going to have to make a choice. Okay, it's this or it's Comic-Con. I gotcha. And I kind of sacrificed Comic-Con, which was a shame because I really wanted to go to Comic-Con. But you know what? I think I made the right choice. But Comic-Con was – that's not exactly a new experience for you either. Right, right. I've done Comic-Con. I know what to expect at Comic-Con. This was something completely different, and this was something that I knew – would be kind of a way, you know, you and I are in the process of reconnecting just because of, uh, I've had this job that has really pulled the, us the apart. The night shift job, just yeah. pulling us apart. And it's pulled Peter and I apart, and it's done a lot of damage to Peter and I in particular. And we are, you know, Peter and I are having a really hard time <laughs> picking through the damage. And it's it, it's more than just the night shift for Peter and I. It's really financial damage, mm-hmm. and um, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> it's just it's been it's but the whole thing is is that I'm trying to reconnect with both of you, and it's just and it's 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 in different ways. 
I can connect with him on a totally different level. And it's not about, you know, he and I can sit down and we can have a conversation and bam, okay, we've taken that step. You and I, it's a little harder. Um, and so I knew this would be a good thing for us to do to bring us a little closer. And I was right. It, it, it did something to bring us a little closer. And it was something that I, I just thought would be a good thing. Plus the fact, God knows you play Grateful Dead around this house all <laughs> yeah. the freaking time. And I might as well go and see a live show. And I'd never done it. And I wanted to do it once before I died. Just to say, hey, I did it. And there hadn't been a show in Folsom Field in years, and it was going to be it was going to be um, a historical event, just from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, hey, I was there. So you know, it was it was a great you know. But I mean, it's it, well, it's it's one thing to say, hey, I'll I'll join I'll join. Just, you know, my crazy partner here is into this weird, this weird right. music. He plays it all the time, and it's just sandpaper in my ears. But he really loves it. I want to try, try and connect, right. connect with him. I'll, I'll tolerate and go with him. <laughs> to but you actually reached a point of where you personally actually want wanted to. Uh, Go 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 and see them. Um, so, what's what was the whole story behind that? Okay, for me, okay, I'm not a John Mayer fan. Okay, I don't like his music, but I respect him as a musician because mm-hmm. my God, he has talent. Oh yeah. Okay, I've never questioned his talent. Never. What I don't like is his poppy. You know, his. Uh, I just don't like his music. Um, but I've never questioned his talent because he is one talented motherfucker. Okay. Um, never questioned that. Um, I, I've liked him as a person. He just, he's a good person. Um, he, and, and this, this is, this is just stupid, but he, he dated Drew Barrymore. And I think Drew Barrymore is a great person, but I think that she's a special kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not judging her for that because God knows I'm a special kind of crazy, okay? But it takes it takes one to know one. That's all I'm saying. And but, and, it, and it takes a certain kind of person to date one of those kind of people. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then he dated and then he turned around and dated Carrie Perry, Katy Perry. Now, as a musician, it takes a, it, it takes something of a kind of caliber of a person to date another musician right and because then you got two big egos in the same big, relationship well, and he, but he doesn't well, they, well no no but but, but no but the, but they but they have to support each other they have to support right. each other's music they have to and it's very it 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 doesn't surprise me that relationship didn't work because they have different tour schedules they have different you know it mm-hmm. it, it a lot of times two actors can't date. Yeah. A lot of times two people in the same industry just can't have a relationship. Um, a lot of times it can work, but a lot of times it can't yeah. too. And it, so it doesn't particularly surprise me 
that him and Katy Perry didn't work. And Katy Perry, by the way, is a special kind of crazy too. She's dating Orlando Bloom, which is another kind of. But spe- they have their own drama fest going on right now. Special kind of crazy, and I think he dodged I'll a bullet. Take your word for so it, I will anyway. just say, I will just say, I think he dodged a bullet there. But um, I don't like Katy Perry. I don't like Katy Perry. But <laughs> I, I couldn't tell whatsoever. <laughs> But, you know, hey, I'm entitled to my opinion. But, you know, my my ex-father-in-law used to say, you know, opinions are like assholes. We all have them and they yeah. all stink. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I like him as a person, though, because he just – he's always been – he strikes me as a very humble person. That, yes, he has talent, mm-hmm. but – he does not flaunt that talent. Do you, do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That, yes, I have this talent, but I want to share it. It's something to be shared, not, oh, look at me. Look what I can do. It's not like that. And a lot of musicians do not have that hum- humility. Right. So I respect him as a musician, but I, I don't like his music. So one day... <laughs> Ryan has on a YouTube video of Dead and Company with John Mayer, and he's playing. And, and I am a huge at, at, at Madison Square Garden. So, and I am a, a huge stream. sucker. I am a huge sucker for a good guitarist. I just am. I've always been that way, and I don't care who it is. I am a huge sucker for somebody who can really play mm-hmm. guitar. And I was watching him, and he plays like a man possessed. And he was getting into it so much. And it wasn't that he was channeling Jerry Garcia. It was like he was putting his own spin on it. And he was really getting into it, and he was really having fun, and he was really enjoying it. And when... Bobby would play and they would play kind of facing each other. It was like he was, he, he was, um, almost like, um, he was looking to Bobby like a mentor. If you look at him, Mm -hmm. almost like, okay, Bobby, what am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? I mean, you can see it in his face almost Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, almost like, you know, that, that mentor, right. You know, relationship and it was just incredible to watch and then i watched him for about 10 minutes i, wa- I watched about three three songs mm-hmm. and then i just looked ten at mi- you that, well that's more like one well or two. yeah <laughs> i watched i watched a few songs it was more than 10 minutes yeah because 10 minutes is like one song but i watched I, wa- I watched him for about three songs and then i looked at you and said yeah i'm going with you because i wanted to see that because he that boy can play. But him playing with the Grateful Dead, they just worked so well together. And it was just amazing to watch. And I wanted to see it live. So that's why I wanted to go. And as far as my decision, um, last last summer was the Fare Thee Well tour, which it was like three shows in two different cities, um, like Santa Clara, California, and then they did two at Soldier Field, and there was this whole, whole, they had a whole bunch of issues with tickets and 
uh, pe- people losing their deposits, and yeah, it was a whole mess. And they so they had the um, again uh, Chimenti with on keyboards, Mickey and Billy on drums, Phil on uh, bass, and Bo- Bobby. And to fill the Jerry spot, they had Trey Anastasio from uh, Fish. Which I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. At least it's not Warren Haynes. <laughs> but um, and you know, I there was no there. Yeah, because this was this was done over the Fourth of July, and tickets went on sale after I got after I went unemployed. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, you guys have your fun. I'll you know down I'll download them from archive.org later and um they you know I heard a lot of mixed reviews that cuz Phil said you know what I'll I'll do it cuz it's the 50th but I have you know it's like I have my own venue I'm trying trying to manage and I kind of I kind of want to kind of settle down into that and kind of do my you know do an occasional Phil and friends thing so I'll do it with you guys just cuz it's the 50th you know and commem- mm-hmm. commemorate this great project that I was really fortunate to be a part of and after that I'm gone <laughs> but pretty much everyone else want- wanted to keep playing and so, you know, Bill, uh, Billy, Mickey, and Shimenti, and Weir of, you know, they, and then they brought in Oteil, uh, Burnbank or something like that. Burge? Burbank, yeah, whatever. yeah, Burbridge, I think it is. Um, and he, he's, you know, he's 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 played, amazing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's he's played in a number of those uh, kind of jam band projects and everything. So you know, they were already familiar with his work and whatnot. And then and they brought in and they brought in John Mayer. And so when I heard him, I'm like, really, John Mayer? What? And and so I just kind of like shrugged shrugged it off. It's like okay, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'll I'll uh, look at it later. And then and they announced a couple uh, dates uh, in uh, uh, not Brighton, but the other uh, at First Bank Center. And but it was Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. on like Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, I'm like really no, well. You know the you know tickets tickets are affordable. I mean, I can afford to go, but no, I can't. I can't take those days off. Sorry, <laughs> you know. And trying and you know try. I I work in the middle of down in the middle of downtown Denver, and you know I get in off at five to try and get to a. Uh, um, let's see. The, now, the First Bank Center is a good thirty-minute uh, 30 drive going out of Denver, and so trying to leave Denver at you know middle middle of rush hour traffic, and try and nav- navigate the parking lot to try and get get to a space, and in order to make it, to, no, it just wasn't doable, <laughs> and um, especially since I t- take public transit in from work because driving to and from downtown is just idiotic um the it it just just logistically there there was no way i could have done it but i was still a little eh and so after after they announced the tour dates i kind of started listening i'm like okay this is actually pretty decent and then we after after uh after i you saw the uh the that live show that i was already 
watching. Um, I think it was like a week or so later. Um, it, it wasn't too much later after that. Um, they, um, the, there's a show called uh, Tales from the Golden Road, and it's a call, it's, there's two hosts, and it's a call-in show, which deadheads you know, call, call in and share their experience, experiences they've had on, on, you know, at road shows or, or just at shows in general, and, you know, or how, you know, they share stories about their first first dead show and it's stuff like that. And so they had uh, John Mayer on, and he was originally only going to he was only planning for an hour, but they he was having such a fun you know he was having having so much fun fun in it. He's like you know what I'm going to stay around I'm going to stick around this is fun, and he he should um, he's not his history isn't you know similar to mine in that i mean he wasn't inculcated with it um like four four ish years prior to joining the joining dead and company he was kind of at a spot in his musical repertoire where he kind of reached a plateau it's like you know, it's like yeah, I've got like fourteen hundred songs in my iPod. I know how they all go. I can you know, I can play play them just just fine. And so he was kind of in a space where he, um, where he was kind of look looking for something new to kind of help spark him creatively, and that and he was listening to Pan, um, uh, Pan, Pandora, and I. Don't know what I think it was Althea, that and it as I as I meant, mentioned earlier it just grabbed him, and and because of the place he was in life he was receptive to that, and then he just he, and he just and um, I forget who the um, what his last name is but um, the Dave something or other he does the Dave's picks. In which um, what they he grabs like some either uh, he goes through their vaults of all their live recordings and he's like okay this I for whatever reason I really like these shows I want to put them together into a box set and that's what he did and so he t- he took over uh, from Dick Latvala who did the Dick's Picks which was the original of this whole deal and so they was he's kind of the i don't want to say the shepherd but because that's not the right um not protector but i mean he he's the the guardian i guess or some or whatever of the mm-hmm. of of their big vault vault of uh, recorded music and so he called in in the in the middle of the interview and saying how much you know how much time John Mayer had spent with him and just, and just studying the music and, and, and all, all this stuff. And, and so by the end, um, I'd say about in the middle after, after, because, you know, he also described what, you know, through his own um, explorations with it, what he, you know, as far as his, you know, describing his experiences and the lessons he he learned as far as the process and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, he gets it. He's not just like listening to, to songs and replicating. 
he's he's actually get he's getting into the creative process of learning learning the different techniques and you know um i one thing i really enjoyed out of that out of that uh interview was when he described uh the uh like how how jerry jammed in that he would pick a fret and he would set up camp then he would build a campfire then then he would then then he would make dinner and 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 then he would clean up and move to another fret like he like he wouldn't like he he said i mean i i don't i mean i don't play really play guitar at all in any in any capacity but there's a propensity of guitar players like okay keep moving keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving and he's, he, that jerry's like no i'm just going to hang out in this fret for a while and and just you know find see what i can come up with here and then i'll find another f- fret set set up a tent build a campfire kind of figure out what and so yeah at, at that point i was like okay i'm in because this guy gets it and that first first year when i mean when you were uh kind of go back to what you were seeing in the video as far as looking to Bobby for you know as, as a mentor and um that that first year he was just kind of figuring out the the penmanship so to speak i mean you can learn the techniques about you know writing words and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's another it's another there it's it's another level to actually know how to write mm-hmm. you know subject verb object <laughs> kind of kind right. of thing and so that first year he really i mean that's kind of he was learning more of the techniques and you know here here are the places where you can kind of Go go off into the deep end a little bit, or you know, here's I mean, yeah, or here are the places where yeah, you can explore a little bit, but don't go too far because then you got to go back here and and that that kind of stuff, and and so then so with the summer tour, you felt felt more uh, confident to actually. It's like okay, now I know the technique. Let's see what we can do with it. Um, and and actually, that that was very much the the whole band's philosophy was okay. And when in their fall and winter tour of last year, they were like, okay, let's let you know, let let's prove that we can do it. First of all, and that, now they're going. It's like okay, now they're kind of now they're at that stage of let's see what we can do with this. Like we've proven we can do it, and you know people keep showing showing up. We're getting good responses. Now let's see see where we can take this. And so, at, as we uh, mentioned er- earlier, this uh, took place at uh, Folsom Field in Boulder, and this is the it's the first concert since uh, Dave Matthews in two thousand one, and he uh, the there's a big. Um, they they got like a fifteen thousand dollar fine because they went uh, went over went past curfew, and um, and actually even um, there there was a Van Halen concert in nineteen eighty six where they they just pretty much blew um, you know uh, what's that? violated a whole bunch of noise ordinances, and so in between. Um, between 1986 and 2001, like there were like maybe four bands that played there, 
<laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, this is definitely a his, uh, historic sit, um, moment for sure. And um, my my uh, first show when I went, went in uh, 2009, um, I did not I, – I just part, – you know, I show, showed up, parked the car at, you know, a couple hours before uh, – before showtime so like about half hour or so before the gate opened i you know went into the lot grabbed a t-shirt and a and a poster put it in the car then went went in then went into the venue and then when uh further came came around in, in march of the of the following year I decide. I decided to. You know what? I'm going to show up five hours beforehand, hang out in the lot, and and then go into the show, and you know, kind of kind of see what the, you know, see what the difference was, and from that point on, I always went early, and act and actually, I've forged a number of friendships that way. I mean, there there are. I'd say about a good five, uh, five to six people that I would not have the 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 the, pr- the pleasure and pr- privilege to know if I if I didn't decide to hang hang out in the lots, uh, you know, for the the afternoon of the show. So I mean. Th- so I was really look, looking for, forward to uh, doing that, and after we bought the tickets, I was, or um, actually before we bought the tickets, I was like, I was considering, you know, the different options as far as getting there, because um, because with Boulder, there, I mean, as far as access yeah. in and out of Boulder from Denver, there's US thirty six and there's US thirty six, right? <laughs> you know, and the. Getting out was going to be a pain in the ass. Oh God, yeah. Because then you had to you have to deal with inebriated people too. Right, right. Getting up there not so much was not going to be not going to be the problem. Right, especially in the middle of the day. You right, know. I was more concerned about getting that. You and me both. Yeah. And so I was. So as I was considering our options, I was like, okay, what? I mean, what is it? What? What? What kind of parking situation are we looking at here? Right. And so I, you know, looked on Google Maps and everything, and Folsom Field is located like on the edge of campus, and on the opposite side, outside of campus, on the other side of Folsom Field, it's all residential, and there, you know, there weren't. I mean, as I could even tell on Google Maps that there weren't a lot of places to park. Right. And so I was like, oh. Which is weird because you would think that there would be more parking since it holds 50,000 people and hardly any parking. I mean, it looks like – I swear to you, it looks like a Kmart parking lot for mm. 50,000 people. I mean, it does, it's just a it, tiny it, little lot for 50,000 people. I mean, it's well, just well, there, there. I mean, there were like four or five lots. Yeah, but they but were all, all these, set, and they're all spread out. Just tiny, yeah, they're yeah. all like you know blocks away from each other, but they each in, individually. I, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, they're each, teeny tiny. Well, well, lots. well, no, I mean they're they're big enough to support like an office building, like right. a number of people that go into you know your just your average sized office building. Or you know your av- dorm or Dorms. yeah exactly Dorms. yeah yeah but not I mean but I 
I well, I mean, kind of go back at your comment as far as football games. I guarantee you, most of the the attendees during football games are students. So right. they they wouldn't have you know there there's really no like real parking concerns there. So um, it was just it, it it doesn't look like there's enough parking, but there is. But it just doesn't look like right. There is. But I mean, yeah. it's just not. Um, it's not like Red Rocks, right? Where you have like these ve- these large open area areas, and so um, if. Really, for a for a good lot, or or as we got a good shakedown. I mean, because the the main uh, anyway, I'm not going to get it. Um, you you need a wide open air area so that um, so yeah, it just works better that way rather than like small parking lots, kind of all sep- separated, and so yeah, right. it just does it just doesn't work work well, and so I was like, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna go to this. I just, uh, I, 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 I kind of, I, I, I missed out on that lot experience or mm-hmm. shakedown street experience. But anyway, so what we did is that um, actually before we bought the tick, the, there's a shuttle that went from uh, middle middle of downtown Denver, right, pretty like up to a point that it was like you know a ten minute walk from the stadium, and and we kind of had a little bit. Start, but um, that the the other uh, option was either take. There's a RTD has a bus called the quote unquote Flatiron Flyer, and but um, I I didn't yeah I I probably should have done my research as far as seeing okay where's the bus stop in you know in, in Boulder how far away is it from the stadium and you know how late does it run yeah exactly <laughs> you know we want to make sure that it runs from Boulder to Denver late enough to where we can you know catch it and not have to pay pay you know someone from Lyft 100 bucks just to get back home you know yeah we needed a plan b almost but uh cuz we almost missed the shuttle because we got turned around yeah but. well we'll we'll get we'll 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 get into that later <laughs> but but so. yeah we we decided we just uh decided to pay you know pay the extra money to you know to take take the shuttle to and from and actually actually we got we got a uh, nice uh because they have a deal with this restaurant that we Met up at, um, where, or where the shuttle left at. We actually, because we got the wristbands and whatnot, we actually got a free appetizer at the at the right. restaurant, which was nice. I mean, because they're you know they're they're they were like just the right size, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, long, long, uh, lar- large enough to kind of keep keep us from not buying um, the overpriced uh, food at at the. At, at the stadium but not like too large where we're just like uh, like sitting back like oh man i ate too much <laughs> you know and and now i can't dance fuck <laughs> you know so so that was nice um so now so yeah that's i think that's enough set up there <laughs> so um now so we'll uh jump in to uh Saturday here. Um, I'm actually gonna on our script. I'll pull up the. Yeah, ah. that's okay. Yeah, that's ah. the. 
Just, just. Um, well, we're we're looking at the set set list on our computer here, so um, just so we can have kind of a reference point. Because <laughs> I don't so. know the names of the songs, so okay. Yeah, that's kind of my. You know more than I do, but well, yeah, but for the anyway. Name, but anyway, <laughs> so as um, as far as like highlights for you know thinking back to Saturday, what what are what did you say yours were? Well, definitely on Saturday. The one more Saturday night, that was pretty awesome. That one. But that was later. I mean, that Yeah, that, that, that was the end, at the end of the first set, which I thought was that, – that was an odd place to put it. Usually, yeah, it was a really odd place to put it, but it was, it was a great song to have. Yeah, it, it was, I, I think it worked. I yeah, think it worked putting then, it where they did. And then, of course, Tennessee, that was good. That was that was a good the, Tennessee Judd, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um the but the Yeah, I I, I know when you're when you look at this, you're just looking at the numbers next to it. It's like, okay, that was the fifth song, that was the seventh song. Well know? no, I'm just thinking, um and the and the birth that was funny because I was listening to that and I swear to god I heard my name. My my real name, and I was kind of laughing because I was like, I know that's not what they're saying, but that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just laughing, but um, but no, um, it was it was all really really good, um, and and the the good loving, which is like the third song, that was a good dance. Se- that was, second, actually, or the second, yeah, the the first on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Num- number one here it says set one tuning, so they uh, yeah. Uh. So, but that was the warning. Get, get your ass to your seat. That was that. Well, it's that like, was, no, let's make sure everything's all tuned. Yeah. And it's like, okay, everything's good. All right, let's go. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that one, that one was the, that one was the first dance number. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I did, at the, okay. I did not like this one, but it did have special meaning for John Mayer, obviously, because he always gets really emotional. And that was the, the, oh, the cold rain and snow. That you one. didn't. You didn't like that one. I, it was all right, but it was slow. I mean, I didn't. You can't dance okay. to it. You all can't right. exactly dance to it. I don't. D- think you're you looking at someone who did. <laughs> you were dancing to it, but I can't dance to it because it was too damn slow. So I sat down. But that's me. That's slow. me. That's me. That's me. And then I. But that. But the one more Saturday night. That one was definitely. That was a highlight for me. That one was good. And one one thing I did I did like, um, which act, it had actually l- little to do with the music itself, was um, well a few days ago, um, t- uh, Bill, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Wasserman died, and he he was the ba- bass player in Rat Dog, which was uh, Bo- Bobby's, uh, which is si- his his side project and so they they did uh kind of commemorated him with uh even so which kind of put the kind of put the brakes on everything because it was a it was it was a slow ballad and right. so you know and they didn't explain they well, just well they they showed the thing you know yeah, a sil- the, silhouette of his picture saying wasserman at the bottom so however but, if you didn't know right I mean, the crowd just a lot of the crowd around us just kind of went. Eh. If you noticed, mm-hmm. a lot of the crowd around us were just like, eh. "What hmm. the hell?" Uh, a lot of them just got really quiet. Right. They did, and not in reverence, in confusion. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I well, and, until um, it, until they showed the Wasserman th- thing. And Even that, they didn't, huh? I mean, a lot of them were a little confused. I think about half of them got it and half of it didn't. Right, I, 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 would, right. I would say about half and half because well, a lot of them did. A lot of them who are hard for, uh, hardcore fans understand. Okay, right. yeah, understood it. I didn't know because you had to explain it. But you know, I had an excuse. Hey, you know, I don't know. Right, right. But you you explained it. But it was you know, and it, but the the one more Saturday night was how they ended right. the set, and it was perfect, um, perfect way to it. But it had been kind of yeah that even so. Was the the longest? Yeah, and it was just like um, well, no, Uncle John's band was a couple minutes longer, but but yeah, they they did yeah. stick with even yeah. so a little bit too long, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it, but Uncle Uncle John's band was actually a good song too. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, but it just um, but the one more Saturday night was a great way to end that set because everybody re- really got. You know, if they were down at all, they got right back oh, yeah. up. So it was a great way to end that. And yeah, that was that was great though. So, th- but the one that really set out for me was the Tennessee Jed and the um, the one more Saturday night. And then the second set, they really they. They really went kind of went off the deep end in a lot of ways. They did, but I think that it was kind of it, it was fire on the mountain was incredible. Um, yeah, that that particular song was just amazing. And then the um the oh my god the drums. Oh yeah, on this on Saturday night's drums were fucking awesome. Oh my god, and is that the the that one was I. That was the drums in space or whatever. Mm-hmm. That 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 yeah. one. Oh my fucking god! They and you know we we were joking around that everybody gets up and goes to the bathroom. Well, yeah, everybody, yeah, because we're like two of seven people that yeah. actually enjoy drums, drum in space. <laughs> but you know what? Nobody around us moved. If oh, so notice, some, oh, yeah, a num- number of people did though. A number of yeah, people but, did leave. <laughs> a lot of people didn't because it was just it was so well executed. It was just amazing, and I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. So what do I know? Right? right. And the first time, and I I did make the comment. Okay, it sounds a little like techno, and you said, "Come on, it's better no, than it that." No, it doesn't go. And it sounded like it sounded like like a little like house music, you know, at first, you know. But it was very well. I didn't say that was bad. Right. I didn't say it was bad. Right. I didn't get up and go to the. I got to go to the bathroom. I didn't say that. Right. I just it it's it was just and it was incredible and the the machine that. I can't say his name. The keyboard or the the oh, not Billy. The the other guy, uh, Mickey. Mickey, thank yeah. you. Um, th- that he uses. A, it sounds a little like a didgeroo. Yeah, it's it's like a set of uh, of like the um, of like bass guitar strings. And it and it like runs into some kind of like synthesizer or whatever that he just he runs his fingers over the strings with you know his hands or whatever implementations he has and uses yeah. this computer interface to kind of manipulate the sound right. and it just reverberates. It's really cool because he had to, he has for part of it he uses a glove. 
Mm-hmm. And then well, he always, uses, he always wears gloves, no, though. No, part of it, he uses a glove, and then he'll take off the glove and use oh, his right, fingertips. Oh, right, 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 right. And it changes the sound. So it's just, it was incredible. It was just incredible. And the way he sounded and just, oh, it was just, I, I liked it. It was just really cool. And it was just, but they all got into it, and they were using. Oh, yeah, the, they had this whole setup with, like, different uh, horns and the little billows that you have on the, uh, on, like, the bike horns or whatever. And so they, like, O'Teal and John and Jeff Sh- and Shimenti and the two drum they, they'd they all be squeed. And I, I swear they look like 10-year-olds playing yeah, with little horns. Exactly. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then the second night when they did it, I had, they did a slight change. And, and O'Teal's up there, and he's got his little horns. And I swear he put it underneath his armpits. Yeah, he did. And he looked like little, I swear he looked like a 10-year-old. But it was just <laughs> hilarious because they were all laughing and having a great time. And that's what made it fun is they were make, they were so whimsical about it. And it just, it sounded incredible. And it was just, it was fun to watch John Mayer up there doing that and O'Teal. Mm-hmm. And they were just laughing and they were having a great time. And and I was I was commenting that you almost never see Billy smile. <laughs> because he's so stoic, it's not because he's not having a good time. It's just because he's very stoic. And well, he's, he's very he's very even keeled. And you know, if That's I were if I were up there, if I were up there, I would be the same way. I'm not a real smiley mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm focused on something. I don't smile a right. lot because I'm so focused in what I'm doing. But that doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. So watching him, he's you know. Watching him, he gets this little look in his eye, and then you, his little mouth will turn up, and then he he smiles for about half a second, and then he goes right back down. You know, <laughs> so it's just it was fun. It was it was amazing. That that was probably the highlight of that second set, was just watching that. And then there there they did have a they did have an encore. I thought the encore was kind of it was too mellow. Mm. Yeah, well, for for everything else that happened in the show, yeah, I agree. Well, they ended it with it was it wasn't bad. Well, they I mean, ended what, it with "Not Fade Away," which is which is kind of a depressing song. I mean, to end the end the show on, really, I mean, it was just kind of. Well, I mean, "Not Fade Away," and then well, it was a good song. It was a good song to actually. I, I end. don't. I don't get how "Not Fade Away" is depressing though. Well, I mean, it was kind of well, it was a good song to end it end it on. But then to come back and then do do um, the to come back to do a encore, you would think that they would it, do something upbeat, right? No, they did they a ballad, did, and then they did a ballad, um, which sounded so beautifully. It was a beautiful I mean, what, ballad, yeah. But it would have been better if maybe they flipped that. <laughs> but they did a really good job, and then I enjoyed the one that um, oh, what is it the. Well, yeah, the not fade away. That was a good one. That that was probably um, as as far as a um, I would say as far as a musical um, ex- from a mus- musical exploration standpoint, John John went off the deep end on that one. I mean, they I mean that that was oh, one of the oh not fade away yeah that oh, was yeah. one of the more oh, creative yeah. oh, not fade aways yeah. that I've seen. Oh yeah, like, period. He he. They let him go too. Oh yeah, they were like, okay, we're stepping back, we're letting you have it because they, which just, they pretty much did the entire show. Yeah, but um, my favorites of the second set, besides the drum mm-hmm. thing, would have to be "Fire on the Mountain." Just 
that was just an incredible, they just really got into that one. And so that's my take on it. Yeah. And, um, now I, I will say on this, on Saturday, I went in, I went in totally sober that was fun. I mean, there, there were. I mean, there were some people kind of smoking around mm-hmm. us, but mm-hmm. you know, none of it ever kind of re- reached it. And I'm, and I'm not going to be that. I'm not that guy that kind of goes over to somebody that's smokers like, hey man, can I have a hit? No, it's. I mean, if 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 they offered, yes, I would have gladly accepted. But I'm not. I'm. I'm just not that guy that goes and asks for one. Right. You know. Right. So that's that's just not me. So, and for whatever reason, the way that they did space that night, mm-hmm. I I I had an out of body experience. Oh, I know you did. You leaned over to me and you literally asked me what planet are we yeah. on, and you were dead serious. And I knew you were sober, so I was like. Wow. But, and it was funny because I went somewhere too. So you weren't the only one. But yeah, I mean, it kind of all started. I was like, when it started, I was like going through this time, like a Doctor Who time vortex. And then I saw myself floating above myself. And then um, it looked like, uh, like, like, let's say we had like a, a ball of light. And you, you know, through. You know, threw it up, so it's kind of like on this like trajectory. It's not like a straight thing. Like I th- saw this that all these multicolored balls were flying flying up from from the stage, and from the crowd, it was just all these white ones. They were like joint kind of, and they didn't they well. They kind of went went up like I'd to me it looked like uh, like a good like two hundred two hundred feet kind of like inter intermixed and just slow and kind of slowly started rain, raining down and and yet all and 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 so at eventually they had you know was both going going up and kind of inter intermixing and rain and raining down and <laughs> so wow. yeah. Which, which actually, actually, I mean, I mean, you talk to any deadhead is like, yeah, that that's the, the I mean, that's that's the sh- that's what the, that's their music in a nutshell, is that it's very it's a very participatory kind of thing. Is that they get they put their own energy into it, and then there's there's a conversation that happens at a very subliminal le- uh, level and and whatnot. So yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> so, and then, um, and yes, uh, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday after the show, um, our shuttle was, le- um, what was, uh, le- leaving the, or leaving like thir- 30 minutes after the music stopped, which, you know, if you think, think about trying to leave a stadium when, you know, like 30, you know, 40,000 other people are all, are trying to leave this, leave the stadium at the same time to walk to a place that's six blocks away, <laughs> you know, that's like, ugh, I, yeah, I, I kind of felt bad, uh, kind of felt bad that I was kind of pushing the pace a little bit because <laughs> I know you, you can't really move that fast. <laughs> I did though. I did <laughs> yeah. just fine. And so 
And of course, and you know the shows that well, they were scheduled to start at six thirty, but that six thirty hippie standard time. So it didn't <laughs> so actually start until closer to seven. seven. And so the sun was up, and and it and it like set right like pretty pretty soon around the time at the end, end of the first set. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you know, there's like a thirty-ish minute intermission or whatnot. And then by the time the second set starts, you know, it's it's pretty, it's om- almost all the way dark out. And you know, they have the stage lights coming on and everything. So you're like getting like two. It's like two different vibes, right? You know, so which which I really appreciate. You know, I mean, for first off, I mean, I have nothing against indoor venues but with this kind with i mean with this kind of music you 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 need an outdoor venue it it just it it just works better <laughs> and you know with an outdoor venue when the sun sets during after the first set because because yeah right anyway <laughs> so so it start you know because it's it's like you know ten forty five ish or so when when we're leaving so it's dark so now it's like totally dark out and this is the first time I've been to Folsom field and I don't go to I don't go to Boulder that often and so I'm you know it's dark out I'm in a new place and so we we end up like turn you know going turning a totally different direction i mean we were at the right road we just went you know <laughs> we were a quarter of a mile on the wrong right. direction so and and so you know we were kind of rush- it's like okay now i know exactly where we're going <laughs> like please be there and so we were literally the last two they because they had like two buses and we were literally the last two people on the second bus, <laughs> so we barely made it made it back. And so, needless to say, on Sunday night we turned the the correct direction, and so and we made it onto the first. But well, I don't. Know. Anyway, we made it back home. It's no problem on Sunday too. <laughs> so, and kind of moving on to Sunday. Um, this the they were definitely different two two totally different shows yeah they felt a little they had technical difficulties for one thing right that they did not have on saturday night i felt like that um bobby was just a teeny bit off yeah as far as his timing when he was singing yeah certainly he was he was not at the top of his game um for whatever reason, uh, the altitude could be affecting him. Um, it mm-hmm. happens, um, you know, it, but it did not affect my enjoyment at all. Um, and I don't think it affected anybody else's either. Um, it was funny because um, everybody around me, including Ryan, um, were getting high. I did not. I got a contact high. Um, it was different, <laughs> but it did not. I, 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 just so you know, um, since our last announcement, I've gotten, um, I have a new job that's going to be starting in about four weeks. And, um, one of the things I had to do, yay! Uh, one of the things I had to do was get a state license. So I had to get a 
state certification, which is a pain in the ass. But I passed it on the first try. Thank you very much. And only, and not everybody does that. Um, about uh, half the people who do it don't. But I did. Um, and it's my state um, insurance. I think I'm having way too much fun with that. Yes, yes. Well, hey, I earned it. I earned that Absolutely. motherfucker. I Absolutely. earned that motherfucker. Um, it's my state um, uh Anyway, it's a state license. I'm not going to say what it is because they might trace it back to me. Anyway, um, no, it's a it's a state. Um, uh, That's to do with like health insurance. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, yeah. Moved, so you, anyway, you, I had to so get you it. weren't partaking. So anyway, in about two weeks, I have to have a drug test. That's my whole point. So I'm not partaking, and um, and I might have to have another one after that. So I'm just not right. not risking it. Right. So. Uh, but everybody around me, and so I, I got a contact high, so it was just kind of funny. I was like, well, I guess I get the benefits anyway. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I would love to take a hit, I can't. And the guy next to me, he was like, I got gummies. And I was like, well, you know what? A gummy actually probably would not show up in my system because actually um, those things work out a little faster. But I'm not going to risk it. But thank you. Damn it. <laughs> but it's like you don't take a you don't take something like that from a stranger because you never know what it's leased yeah, with. Right. It, so, yeah, yeah. Might, might, have, might have some LSD there. It's kind of like the brown acid. So <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. But um, Double check the package. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, God damn it. But anyway, it was just kind of funny. But um, so that was just kind of – so yeah, I was a little t- – I, I felt like I had had a – a drink or two, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny. But the guy, one of one of our friends, we had a bet with him that he would not, if he could keep both of his shoes, because he was <laughs> he, he was wearing flip flops, and he he definitely has a propensity to drink. <laughs> but he made it out of there with both his shoes, so and his teeth, and his teeth, yeah. Because actually, yeah, um, at yeah. one one of the Red Rock shows, he and I went went to. He had a few too many, and he ended up taking taking a tumble. <laughs> and yeah, if you're never going to live that down. Yeah, Sorry. If I mean, if you've ever been to Red Rocks, you know those st- those stairs are not are, they're not forgiving. And so yeah, he had to go to make a f- had to go to a, the dentist a few. Times so yeah. Anyway, so anyway, I just think it's funny. Okay, when you come out of there, the guy next to me though, he had bought a few things, and he he asked me at one point. Oh, I have to tell the story about the. Oh yeah, the hat. The hat. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, so the guy next to me, he was there both nights. We we got right. we got we seat- actually ended yeah. up getting the same seats both nights. <laughs> and the guy next to me did the same thing. Which is actually kind of rare. You don't actually because we didn't request them. They just no. We just happened to select, get them. We, yeah, we just selected. Okay, this is how much we're willing to spend. You know, give us the best available. <laughs> right. And the guy next to me, he he asked me. He says, "Are you guys going to be here tomorrow night?" And I said, "I don't know. We didn't actually look at our tickets yet." He says, "Yeah, I haven't looked at mine either." So it was really kind of funny that we all got the same <laughs> right. And so he he was, but he asked me on Saturday night. He says, "What are the odds?" What, what odds do you give me that I'm going to get all my shit home in one piece? And so I said, about 80. Because he was because he'd been drinking and 80 everything. To one. And 80, so it was just funny. 80% that you're, you're going to make it home. And then, 
And then I told him, okay, 90. I, I give you 90. I have, I have faith in you. <laughs> so when he came back the next night, the next night, I said, okay, did you make it home? And he says, well, <laughs> uh, well, there you go. He says, I had two t-shirts. No, I had three t-shirts and a poster. Uh-huh. And I got all the way into my house and I realized I was missing a t-shirt. I had to go back out, and I found it in the middle of the street. So, That's yes, right. I got it yeah. home. So, yes, I got all my shit home. And then he bought this little – he bought another little poster, and he's like, what are the odds I can get this shit home? Right. So, <laughs> so How many just, gummies are you going to eat? <laughs> so I told him, I said, how high are you going to get? Uh, yeah, so I was just teasing him. So anyway, about you know during intermission, he says – he elbows me, and he says, okay, there are these hats – these creepy baby face baby doll hats on baby da- baby doll faces on them what are the significant what what is the significance to it and what it is is it's this face it's a baby doll face three dimensional with these well, well be- before before you well yeah, okay so that's so yeah just describe what it looks and like it, and it then. has like it has like beads okay on it, and it's yeah. like it's a baseball hat mm-hmm. okay different colors and there were like three of them that we had seen at various places in the stadium. So it wasn't just like three people sitting together. Uh-huh. It was various people. And we were like, I said, I don't know, Day of the Dead, because Grateful Dead. I, I don't know what this but And he mm-hmm. says, is that now? And I said, no, that's not until after Halloween. Right. I don't know what the significant is. And he's like, he's like, so it was driving him crazy. We were talking about it, and, and it's it's not an image that I've seen with any uh, with uh-uh. any of the Grateful Dead's um, uh, promotional material or or uh-uh. anything like that. So I thought it was you know something that that the person was like a fan of another jam band as well, and so they, it was an image of one of their stuff that I wasn't aware of. I you know right, and I couldn't. Or maybe it. they were like really into Chucky. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, and that's the, what know. I told him too, and it, we were laughing about it and we just couldn't figure it out and so about seven rows ahead of us yeah there was somebody wearing a hat and so the guy next to me he decides let's see if we can get a game of telephone going and see if maybe you know we, yeah, can we, get, all, we all know how well, how well this works we could just get somebody to ask the person wearing the hat so there's a guy about three rows down uh-huh. and he's standing up so we asked him, can you ask the guy two rows ahead of you what the significance of his hat is? And he looks at us, gives us a like, strange wait, look. What? what are you talking gives about? Gives us a strange and look. And he just sits down and looks at us over his shoulder like we're on crack and wouldn't do it. So we're like, okay, telephone's not going to work. <laughs> so, so finally, well, no, well, no. I mean that that wasn't the end of it. Like he tried, he tried going going through another. <laughs> tried going through else. another channel that didn't work. <laughs> and then so there, like, like two or three people around us were like, dude, you're just going to have to go down there. <laughs> I thought and he says, no, I'm not going down there. And I said, all right. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get the nerve down and I'm gonna go do it because I think I have more balls than you do or I said something I said something to that effect and he says oh yeah and then he got up and he went down <laughs> he was down before I could move and I started laughing I didn't think he would do it 
And I wasn't going to do it, by the way, because I don't have that kind of nerve. Right. But I was giving him shit, and he just got up and did it. And I was laughing. And the guy next to him was laughing. He's like, did he just get up and do it? I said, yes, because I think I was annoying him enough that he was just... He's it, like, all right. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know this other person, but uh, it's better than dealing with this. I think I just gave him... I think I inadvertently just challenged his manhood. Whoops. And he just went down. So he goes down there and we're watching him and he sits down to the person wearing the hat and all of a sudden and 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 he gets out this this he gets out his phone phone and he takes a selfie with it they sit down and talk for a minute and there's like oh there must be a story behind it okay we are at a dead you know we are at a dead and company you know concert okay there's always a story right and then he starts taking a selfie is he taking a selfie what the hell so he comes and, back and he says, he better come back up here and tell yeah, us the story. Yeah, because it was like a good 15 minutes or so. Yeah, and he's like, he better come up here and give us a story. Because yeah. he, if he comes up here and keeps the story to, our, to himself, we're going to take him out in the parking lot and beat his ass. <laughs> what the hell? So he finally comes up. He comes up and he says, and he hands us a business card that says, Baby Bedazzler. <laughs> or ba- Baby Dazzler. Baby yeah. Dazzler on it. And what it is, is it's this these two girls who make these hats and they make them for various, you know, mm-hmm. reasons, but they're, I assume they're for like baby showers or stuff, stuff, something like or that. Weirdos. Or weirdos. Or just, you know, <laughs> they're, they're novelty gifts is what they are. Mm-hmm. You're novelty hats. And he says, I'm so glad I went down there because now I have a network contact. And you all don't. <laughs> he showed us all the card, and you know, and he passed it all around so we could see it. He put it in his pocket, and he says, "I know the baby, bit, the baby dazzler, or whatever he said." And so it was just—it was funny. It was funny <laughs> as hell. And he just said, "I know the baby dazzler. Do you?" And he says, "No, because you didn't go down there and ask." And so, <laughs> you know, so he just was having such a. And so it was really fun to watch that so we all had that story now so it was just everybody has a story just mm-hmm. everybody has a yeah. story so it was just funny and now we know and I, I thought you know actually that is a great idea for somebody doing like a baby shower because you know when you have a baby shower okay mm-hmm. my mom used to throw them for our, our friends you know daughters when they would have their first baby we would mm-hmm. do them all the time and we would put them we would have umbrellas we put the umbrella upside down or upside, I guess, right side up with like uh, netting okay. in the chair and then make them sit in that chair and embarrass the hell out of them while they would open their gifts. It would be more fun to make them wear one of those damn hats uh-huh, uh-huh. and then and then make them, op- you know, make them open their baby gifts. I just think that would be a lot of fun. So I just think that that would be a really fun gift. So anyway, that's. That's that creepy yeah. story. But so, so, you know, but anyway, <laughs> so you, you learn something new. Oh, and then the one thing that I saw that I thought was really fun to watch was the two dancing bears. Yes. But in the baking sun, I do not envy them. Um, yeah, no there was kidding. a blue one and a green one and a green one. And they were there both days. And they were yeah, dancing. That was, that was they were cool dancing in the yeah. crowd. They were dancing in the crowd, and that was really fun to watch. So, but uh, the one that I liked on the fr- and they did just the opposite of what they did on Saturday night. They did a longer first set, 
Well, no, I think they did a longer second set because the first set in uh, oh, Sunday no, no, only yeah. had like six songs. Yeah, they did a short. Excuse me, I did that backwards. They did <laughs> shorter. They did. They did a, a, a longer second set. They did the shorter second because on Saturday night they did the shorter second well, set. Well, Whatever they did anyway, it backwards. Yeah, they did it backwards or something. So um, I just kind of sat and enjoyed it. But you had told me the bird song story. Mm-hmm. So when Bird Song came on, that was the song that kind of stuck out to me in the first set. Like what? 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 The story you told me about the Bird Song that happened to you. Oh yes, yes. So um, when Bird Song happened, that was the one that I actually listened yes, to. Yes, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, share that story as well. Um, one of the uh, further shows that I went to at uh, First Bank Center um, after I got after I parked the car. I went. I had. I had uh, floor tickets, so I immediately went up to the gate to try and get a spot right up right up front. And so you know, I kind of got uh, got to know the pe- people around me. We were all hanging out and whatnot. And yeah, I I was just you know right right there. Pretty I, I was like two feet behind the railing. You know, there was, there was like, you know, there was, but anyway, and so, and it ended up that the people I was in line with and, you know, we, we all found, we all found each other. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, awesome. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm in a good, good, good space and everything. And so, and we all, and this was in February. And so we were all wearing like coats and stuff. And, and so then we all like kind of, we all got this, we all set up this pile where it's like, okay, we all want to kind I mean, you know, you're going to have body heat and everything. And so, you know, even without a coat, you're going to be sweating a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you add a coat into that, yeah, you're just, it's just ugly. So we actually and got, you know, got a po- set up a pile for all of our coats. So we had a little ex- extra space and everything. I wasn't so claustrophobic. And so after but you know, after the first set ended, I'm like, all right, this this well, this was back when I used to smoke. And I was like, all right, I need to get I need to get some air, go out, have a cigarette, I'll be back. So I went out and, you know, I was kind of, stre- you know, stretching a bit and, you know, and smoking. And then I, uh, I ran, ran into uh, a friend who we hung, hung out with, you know, t- for these shows. And uh, it was just kind of a chance meeting. You know, we didn't like say, hey, I'll meet you at, you know, we didn't coordinate anything whatsoever. And so we were all ke- catching up and whatnot. And all right, you know, where are you at? Okay. All right. I'll see you later. And get in they've already started the first song in the second set <laughs> so i'm like well shit now they're now everybody there that was around me before is worried sick about me wondering okay where the hell is ryan <laughs> he said he was just stepping stepping out for a cigarette and coming back what the hell happened <laughs> and so that's that's what was going through my head whether or not that was actually happening i don't know <laughs> and so, you know, I you know made I I was 
trying trying to you know fi- I made it about half to like the halfway point where the like the mixing board is and everything, and you know I kind of look. Uh, there's no way I'm gonna get there. Oh, crap! Now, now I'm like, you know, uh, now my friends are now my friends are worried about me, and uh, and I have and so at at the time they were playing Birdsong, mm-hmm. and at that I was kind of going going through all of this, and there were two two girls, you know, like. Next to me, they had gone together, and they they were all kind of dancing around, and um, and they they were just starting the uh, don't don't cry now chorus, and so they had just you know they gra- grabbed me, and so we were kind of like did like a three person hug, and you know they were like singing along right right in my ear, and I'm like okay. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're having, they're, you know, they know that I'm in a safe place because I'm in a dead show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to get beat up by anybody, go to a dead show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's like, well, and plus, you know, you're there with family pretty much. And so, so, you know, at this, all, all of this is happening with, you know, inside of like maybe three seconds. And that is like okay. Everything's gonna be fine, <laughs> you know. It's like oh, t- you know. So, um, t- just because the, I mean, just that that chorus is just so comforting. Yeah. That you know, and and so that I was you know share, and and so from that from that point on, I just was like okay, you know, I'll cat, I'll you know, because I st- my coats were still over there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go there anyway. So, you know, and then, you know, they'll see like, I am still alive. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, good at space and everything. Everything's cool. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was the song that stuck out the first set. And then one thing, and then I noticed that towards towards the end of the fir- first set, actually the last song of the first first set, uh, "Speedway Boogie," that that's when I noticed you were actually really starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like you were like gro- you know bobbing your head, kind of grooving along with it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that one was the, that one. Yeah, I probably I didn't exactly dance because I was no. sitting down, but I was dancing in my seat. Right, right. So yeah, my I have I have hip and knee joint problems. Yeah, so I was yeah. I was in a little bit of pain. Plus the fact the damn sun really did a oh, number yeah. on me before. You know, this was before the sun went down, so the sun was like right in my face. Right, and then unfortunately the second night they. Did, they had spotlight, you know, they had a lot of technical problems oh, yeah. and they kept having the spotlight Going on the right, card. Yeah. Which Going they into didn't, our area. Yeah. Which they didn't have the, the first night. Well, they did, but it wasn't, it wasn't pointed at us for so yeah, long. For I don't that know. Long. I don't know why they, they had it up higher. Yeah. And for some reason they had it kind of low. Um, I did notice the second night. I did not notice this the first night, but I noticed the second night that they did have some, um, they had a um, a sign language interpreter, mm-hmm. which so I think they had to keep 
some sort of a spotlight going because of that. Right, but um, that, that was but the was totally rotating. opposite direction, though. But it was rotating, so I don't know why they kept... Well, the spotlight you're talking about as far as pointing out yeah, it was coming it was, from the stage. Yeah, I don't know the, why. The, the sign language interpreter was Down. right in front of the yeah. stage. So, so I don't know yeah, why. That's a, yeah, that's a totally different spotlight. But I don't know why they were flashing it. So like I said, they were having technical difficulties. I get that. So a lot of times I just sat down because it was right in my face. Mm-hmm. And I just, you can't see anything anyway. But I could see because I was looking at the other monitor that was clear across. Uh-huh. Because the guy in front of me, he got so stoned. He sat oh, down. Yeah. He sat down early because he got really stoned. <laughs> I think he sat down so he wouldn't fall down. That's what I think. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and he also moved to the right. Did you notice that? Because there wasn't anybody sitting there. And so the two guys sitting directly in front of us moved down right. to give the guys to the left of them some room to move because they were dancing. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to get elbowed. Um, <laughs> right. Because I think the guy directly to the left of them danced like my oh, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, danced yeah. Like he was brother. all over the place, man. <laughs> yeah, danced like my brother. So all limbs. That's, you know, and some people move like that. So I think they moved for self-preservation reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy to the left was doing his best Neil Cassidy impersonation. Which is fine. I mean, because he, he was dancing and grooving and having a great yeah, time. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. But you got to remember that there are other people around you. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. but luckily it all worked out because they were able to move down. But it, I felt so, I was watching these, this, this family, like, two rows in front of us right the 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 guy with the with the two kids yeah two kids and one was a teenager um she was probably 15 16 yeah maybe and the kid was like i i think the, the boy was kid, like 10 or something to, yeah 10 or he was 11 probably maybe ni- he's probably nine or ten he probably wasn't yeah, that yeah. old they uh gave him um uh gave the little boy the uh made him wear earplugs mm-hmm and well, well, so so was the daughter. The daughter just put him in. She was like, no problem. I had no mm-hmm. problem. But she was a real deadhead fan. She knew the words. She knew the lyrics. She was dancing. She was singing. The little boy had obviously not, never been to a concert. This was like his first, you know, probably his first experience. Um, uh, maybe not, but he obviously, you know, mm-hmm. little kid. Yeah. You know, typical little kid. Um and he was sitting with his dad, dad on one side and his sister on the other. And <laughs> he kept trying to mess with the earplugs, right. which, of course, little kids will do. Right. And he was like, but, but. And they were like, quit touching them. And he's like, but, 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 quit touching them. <laughs> and it would have been better if he just let him take him out. Because he's not going to lose his hearing over it. But he just kept, he kept messing with them. And he was not. I don't. Th- I don't think he was. I don't think they were comfortable in his ears, because little kids don't like things in their ears right. anyway. So it was just funny. I was watching him the whole time, and he's just ah. And the, when they first put him in, he was screaming. He was yelling because huh. he can't hear anything because right your ears are plugged up. And he was like ah. They were laughing at him because he was like, just don't talk. Because <laughs> yeah, I used to do that when I would put in my my. Um, I would listen to my Walkman all the time and mm-hmm. I would have my headphones in and they'd ask me a question or I'd try to talk to them and I'd be yelling at them because 
Right. I've got ear- earphones in, and they'd be like, take your earphones off to talk to us because you're yelling. Yes. <laughs> 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 Oh, sorry. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. Kind of like that moment in something something about Mary when uh, his uh, her uh, her brother has the music on. Is like, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just it's just funny that you know. So I was watching them, and they but the, the little boy was dancing though, man. He was oh, dancing yeah. his butt off, and it was just. But he was up on the bleacher, right? And I was like. And I was like, oh, to be young. And just, he was just having a great time. But, you know, in between every song, he was like, because they were bugging him. And it was just, it was funny. It was just funny to watch him be messing with them. And I was like, oh, I remember those days. <laughs> you know, but the, but the, but they left, they left before the encore. Right. Cause they, well, yeah. They probably had to drive. They probably had oh, to yeah. drive a long distance. Well, and, and plus, you know, you know, you got those little kids and, exactly. You know, antsy kids just, they don't want to sit through an encore. But, um, they, you know, but I thought that that was sweet. That, the dad brought his yeah and then it was funny because um the row up from them it was a father and daughter mm-hmm. and the daughter was like we are not leaving before this encore <laughs> is over right the daughter knew all the words to the encore and she was putting her hands up and she was dancing and she was and i thought it was great and she was singing to the dad, and the dad was singing to her, and I thought that was great. I thought, you know, and the, and the daughter was probably 15, 16, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great that they were singing to each other, and it was just, they were having a great time. So I thought that was, I like to see that, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing to me that this, the, this, this music has now transcended three generations. Like, the people of my parents generation you know the that you know kind of grew grew up as this music was you know the original was kind of getting started and then you know my generation kind of uh, discovering it uh later and then people of my generation that have kids are now taking them to shows yeah just, i mean it's it's just amazing to me it was funny because um on, when we were we were on the bus and we get off we get off the shuttle and there's this couple they have this lost look on their face and they're like which way do we go to the <laughs> right. stadium and so I put you know I told them well you have to go behind these buildings up over this hill mm-hmm. they're like well we're not worried so much about that how do how we find our back? way back yeah. here. When it's over in and the so, dark, and so you spent like twenty minutes trying to describe it, and I think you just made them more confused. Well, what I told them is, when you get to this spot, turn left, right. don't go Not right. right, because we went right last night and we almost missed the shuttle. So I was so worried, and it was so funny because I was so worried that they were not going to make it. They made it. They were already on the shuttle when we got there. And we hustled. We hustled our butts to make it. And we got there in plenty of time the second night. And so we get on, right. and they're they're sitting there. I was like, oh, I see you made it. And said, yeah, we retraced our steps. And I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you. You're. I knew you weren't stupid. You were just directionally <laughs> challenged, like I am. But, you know, go left, not right, <laughs> and you'll be fine. And so they did. So they, they made it. But I was like, oh, I, I think I confused them way more than, you know. <laughs> right. But 
but they made it. So it was, but you know, it was fun to watch the old timers. I mean, mm-hmm. there were elder, there were elderly yeah, people there yeah. that were just having a great time. And then there were, you know, the younger people and it was just, my brother, I'll tell you the story though, that my brother went back in, I think it was in, he said it was 86. It was the year that Jerry, um, his uh, diabetic coma had his diabetic coma. And he said that he, he, well, he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Let's just put it that way. Fair so enough. he came and he he was in his punk rock stage. So he he managed a uh, punk rock. Well, I mean club. that's a really <laughs> a really great time to be into yeah. that stuff. I mean because yeah he was anyway. he was he was managing a punk rock club at the time. So he had a mohawk. Uh, the, like CBMGH on the Lower East Side? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. No, that wasn't your brother. No. <laughs> but, you know, he did something He did something in Colorado Springs. Um, he did it for several years. So he was about, you know, he's in his early 20s. And so the first night he goes, and it was in, I can't remember where he said it was. Uh, I can't remember... Can't remember what venue. I think it was in Denver. But anyway, he had his hair spiked up. Uh-huh. And he's wearing black leather. He, no, he was wearing his bl- a black t-shirt with no sleeves, jeans. His hair spiked up. <laughs> he's got piercings in both ears. Uh-huh. Um, all the way around. And he had his nose pierced, I think, at that time. He he doesn't anymore. And he comes, and uh, to his first, you know, the first night. Right. He says, the deadheads were not all that friendly to me. Hmm. They were probably scared of me. The second night, however, I put my hair down, took out all my piercings, wore my tie-dye, and they were really friendly to me. So, he says, so Hmm. it was kind of weird to see them be that yeah, way that's... and he says and he says it's not it's not that i don't think that they were not friendly i think they were just a little afraid of me because i probably looked you know he's six three you know yeah, yeah he's yeah. a little scared and he had you know and oh and he wore eyeliner and the whole nine yards so yeah he probably looked a little scared yeah you know, yeah a little, little freaky and back then I'd... you know punk rock was just becoming oh yeah oh yeah that was it was very you know, much in its ooh, infancy what the hell is that you know so i'm sure that 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 but he says yeah it was just a little experiment to see what would happen right. if i went that way and then if i go in my hippie gear and he says he says it was just fun that he went and did that and but he went both nights and, and he had a blast both times and it was just he says, I know I got strange looks both nights, but that was okay. <laughs> I, I don't care. And so he was telling me about that. And and so just a little story. Because when I told him I went, he was like, you're an asshole because I wanted <laughs> to go. And I was like, no. you." And, I, and what's funny is when I got the tickets, I asked him if he wanted to go. Uh-huh. And he... He says, no, it's not my music, not my music. And then the night that I'm going. Right. He's like, oh, God damn it. (laughs) So (laughs) you have. You're just just jealous because I'm going and you're not. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'm doing something he's not and he's pretty jealous about it. So anyway, it's just kind of funny. But um, he he went and did that. So, but um, 
that's just totally different mm-hmm. flavor. And he says, it's not that they weren't exactly not friendly. It's just that they were standoffish. Probably, <laughs> probably a little afraid of me. <laughs> That's it. Jody, I saw you when you were in your punk rock gear. I was a little afraid of you. So, yeah, um, it's just kind of, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty harsh uh, visage or, you know, yeah. get up, especially yeah. in that uh, in that environment. Yeah, I mean, you're just so, you know, right. so different. But, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Sunday cause it was, um, more earnest. I mean, not, not that, uh, not that they were being disingenuous on Saturday, mm-hmm. but, um, on, uh, there, there is, uh, one, one point, um, well, one thing I, I do enjoy that these guys, that they do occasionally is that they'll start one song and then partway through it, they'll go to another song. And then when they're done with that song, then they go and revisit the first song that they started mm-hmm. and finish it. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I mean, how, how many other bands can you think of that actually do that in a concert? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and so then they, at the, so they did that with, uh, um, bleh, bleh, okay. And I th- I think one towards the end end of that whole sequence in the second set that it was a it, it was a rough tr- for me again these are all my you know this is my experience your mileage may vary but for me the it 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 uh, not necessarily put the brakes on but they kind of had to put uh, hit the reset button a little bit, and the next, you know, when they tra- tried to transition into that next song, and it, it to me it didn't quite start that well, and they kind of they jammed themselves out of it. You know, yeah. they just kept they just kept going. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the segue didn't work really, and um, and as, as we mentioned earlier, um, neither one of us really. We both thought that. Bobby was not on his game as, as far as his the timing of his lyrics and on a couple songs he actually forgot some of the words. <laughs> but he so. pulled himself out of that too. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. Sort of. He tried not to butcher it too much. Right, but I mean that. I, I can tell. I can tell that you know I've mentioned this to you before. I can tell that he's he's getting older. That it, and it's and it's showing because he he's not as confident as he may have used to be because he'll start out almost whispering the lyrics and it almost sounds like he's mumbling but he's not he's just not starting out here i am let's go mm-hmm. he's you know here i am let's start out and then he builds it, it, and it, that's not a bad thing i mean i'm not saying that's a bad thing but he he just part of that is because he's just getting older and yeah, it's just, he, I mean, it's he's just, 68. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, he's pushing 70. I mean, he's just not, you know, and so as he gets older. Plus the fact, yeah, his memory is probably not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, but I did like, I will tell you, the he's gone, that whole mm-hmm. thing. I really thought that was a great. Yeah. You know, yes, the transition in, was in, not. Yeah, the transition into "Let It Grow" for me was just was. Ugh. Well, the whole that whole that whole thing was not. 
as smooth as it could have been. Yeah. And then coming out of it and going into Let It Grow just kind of was kind of like a rough. Yeah. And they knew it. But they didn't give up. They yeah, kept they kept playing. kept going. It's like okay, let's kind of hit the reset button, but you know, let's keep going. You and, know what it reminded you know. me of, and I told you this before. I have a recording, and I can't remember which one it is. I don't remember, but there is um, Mat- Matchbox Twenty. Matchbox Twenty did a recording where they did that. <laughs> they were making a record and they actually did this where they they all kind of screwed up the beginning of a song Mm -hmm. and the the singer just stopped and said you know for novelty's sake let's all play the same song and then they just stopped and then they played it and it was just it was funny because they were all kind of they were off and they were like oh oh, oh." they keep that in the recording and they kept it on the record wow (laughs) <laughs> when they could have edited it out. Yeah, no kidding. But they said, well, just for Naldi's sake, let's all play the same song, shall we? And then they, <laughs> they did. And it was just, and it just makes it, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, so they're not the only ones that. Right. That make a mistake from time to time. But, you know, they just record. And then when they did drums and, you know, drums in space, you know, when they did all that at the very beginning, you know, um, Mickey, mm-hmm. he said, hey, the sound's not right. I mean, you know, they had... Well, well yeah, you could tell on the on the monitor, monitor thing that he's like, you he's know, like, uh, looking over to one of the stagehands. He's like, hello, uh, hello. And yet they started it anyway. And then they fixed it. And then everything was fine. And then they went to go do the horns and mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And he's looking at the, he's looking at the stagehand like, hello. Told you fix it, <laughs> and then there's Billy on the other side keeping everything going. And, and Billy's everything. just like, yeah. just chill, because what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's like, all right, I got the beat in my head. I'm still going here. You know, are we still got stop? everything going. Are we gonna stop? Or are we gonna keep on going? You just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that's... he did, and he did great. Billy did great, just keeping everything flowing. And then, and then I think Mickey kept a cool head. Oh yeah, he was just like really. All right, all right really? we're doing this again. I guess we're doing this again. All right, fine, whatever. And it was just, and it was just they, they, and I noticed that they actually didn't keep. They didn't keep it exactly the same length. Right. They they kind of cut it off. Because mm-hmm. it just wasn't sounding right. But they, but they did what they did, mm-hmm. and and it sounded great. I mean, once they got the horns going, it was right. like, okay, we're okay now. And then from then on, it sounded fine. Oh yeah. But that end, it, it just the ending didn't even sound right. There was just something not right with that yeah, whole yeah. thing. So we're like, well, let's just end this. Can we put it out of its misery, please? (laughs) And do something else. And that's what they did. And then they did Dark Star and it sounded great. Oh yeah. So it was it was fine. It was fine. So Yeah, I'd say I mean, you know, the start of uh Let It Grow was a bit rough. You know, they kinda were kinda jammed through that and towards the end they're like, All right, now we're getting it back. Now let's go into drums and, you know, and then, you know, and then as they, you know, went on to the horns, it's like, okay, that didn't work. And so, all right, let's get through space. And then, all right, let's, and let's hit this with a real strong, 
Dark, Dark Star, which they did. And actually, towards the end, before they actually went into Dark Star, um, John John Mayer was actually think. Um, what what is it, what is it called? Um, uh, finger slapping or whatever. Like uh, some, I mean, you you, you see bass players right, do it a lot, right. where they like hit their strike their fingers against it. He was doing that with John Mayer was doing that with his his guitar, and that and oh, I was, was just blown away it by was that. Awesome! It was awesome to watch that that close up of it where you could oh, yeah. see it on the monitor. It was just amazing. It was just wild. But yeah, the techniques that he, I mean, he, a number of times he was doing the finger picking. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, and, um, and then one, um, then they finished out with morning new. And then they, when they went into, bro, and, and so, of course, this, this was the day before 4th of July. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do a U.S. Blues encore. Right, you know, I mean, come on, it's 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 just ridiculous to otherwise to right, or to right. play play a concert around the Fourth of July and not play U.S. blues. Right, I'm just saying. And so then they did broke down Palace, and I'm like, okay, that's and then I noticed a number of people around us once they started broke down Palace are like, okay, it's another slow encore. All right, I'm out of here. And then after Broke Down Palace, they went into this awesome rendition of U- of U.S. Blues. Yeah, it was, cool. it was incredible. <laughs> and that, my friends, is why you never leave when you when if you don't like the encore, because they may do a double encore. <laughs> so I mean, it's just you know. So right. I mean that's that's. Um, I mean that that's one of the major reasons why I'm kind of addicted to this kind of thing is that just at any show you never know what's going to happen. Right. I mean you did I mean like the like the thing with the hat that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. like little kind of l- little weird in- interactions like that that help color the experience that I get you you know you never know when that's going to happen. You can't plan for stuff like it's like all right at this show I'm going to blah 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 and I'm going to meet meet someone total you know that I mm-hmm. never would have spoken to otherwise and then i'm gonna no you can't plan that right and 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 just and like the like are the issues that we or quote-unquote issues um you know when it didn't quite go right like the transition and the thing you know the technical difficulties you know you don't know if that's gonna i mean as a musician you don't know if that's gonna happen in, in the show and and so with the true the true the true master of his craft though will just roll with it right i mean you can't chase a yeah. mistake right because then you get off the bus and then then and then everyone else is you know gone down the road you're stuck there right. <laughs> you know right. i mean you just gotta take this um you know you just it's like okay well that happened I'm still on the bus. Let's figure it out from here. Right. You know, and you know, the, I mean, everybody in that stadium knows it's like, okay, they're making this up as they go along. You know, if they have a few bumps along the way, that's cool. Right. Right. You know, because they, because really, I mean, that's why you go to shows really. 
I mean, in my in my opinion, is that you know you never know what's going to happen. You don't know how they're going to adjust to it, and you don't know what you know what beautiful thing that they that you know because when you try to get your way out of a you know jam your way out of out of a mistake, you you know there's a good chance that you may come up with something even better than if you did it, if you executed it perfectly the way it is in your head, right. That it, okay, it didn't quite work the way I wanted it to, so let's kind of see where else we can go with it. And, oh my god, that's awesome, <laughs> you know, right. kind of thing. So, um, damn, we're going long on this one, but screw it, let's do it. <laughs> um, as for now, as far as uh, going forward, there haven't been any official announcements from from the band, but the uh, their previous. I'm not really expecting much any um, over the next few months here, because the one the previous tour, the fall and winter last year, ended on uh, New Year's Eve, and we didn't get an announce any announcement about their current tour until February. So there was you know there's a good there was a good two months there from the end of their previous tour before we heard anything about any future tours and their current tour runs until the end of July. Mm. So there, there's a chance we may not hear anything until September. So, um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting their, 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 their next show. Um, I'm hoping it's a, it, it, it's at Red Rocks, but, um, you know. I think they would have done Red Rocks this time if they if it hadn't already been booked. Right, because Umphreys, McGee, and Dweezil Zappa were were play, playing there. So, but I don't know who which one was booked first. So, um, I I don't I'm not on first name basis with their tour manager <laughs> or any or anyone within their organization. Right. So that's all just speculation. But 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 also. Um, uh, Folsom Field holds about uh, ten times as many people as Red Rocks, so there is that. Yeah, yeah there's that. But still, I'd ra- I'd rather be at Red Rocks. That place is just out of this world. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, if, if you, I mean, if you know, yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, if, if anyone out outside of call, well, first off, if you live in Colorado and you haven't been to Red Rocks, shame on you. <laughs> I mean, I I normally don't shit. No, okay, <laughs> that that was all done in jest. But seriously, if you go to Colorado, f- just go to Red Rocks, even if it's not for you know, even if it's not for a concert, because Red Rocks on its own is, is it's beautiful. T- yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, there was a gr- there was a woman on the on the bus. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. This we is a funny tell, story. We have to tell the story. This this is uh, this was on uh, Sunday, going from Denver. To to Boulder, and there is a wo- woman in, like she was kind of in the row in front of us on the other side, talking to our mm-hmm. friends, and she was saying how she was uh, going to Blues Brothers tonight, and at Red Rocks. She was also going and- to go to breakfast this morning. She was going to a glacier, yeah, St. Mary's Glacier, and then she was going to go to Red Rocks tonight, and she has an eleven thirty flight. To go to Maryland, where she's from, tonight. Now, and of course, the Blues Brothers are, starts at 7. 
And in order, to, I mean, in, in order to have you know, make sure that you get on your flight, you have to arrive like at like ninety minutes to two hours prior to it leaving, which means she would have to be there at nine thirty. She has to leave like at eight. So right, it starts at six. It starts at six. So she, I, I thought it was seven, but anyway, no. you know, she has she has to be there at six. She's going to be at well, Red right, Rocks at right. Six. But I'm saying when when yeah. the when the concert actually starts. The you whole know, thing so. is, we were telling her. It's like you're not making that flight. You're just <laughs> no, no. Just just get it in your head. You're not making your flight. <laughs> yeah, we we went on for like she 15, has, 20 minutes. She has a contingency <laughs> plan that if she makes it, she makes it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She does have a place to stay and everything. She's got a friend who you know. Yeah, I'll go stay on go the couch. to your friend. You're not making you know that flight. And she's going to the concert with her friend. Right. And I said. Girly, you're not making your flight. Just you're not making your flight. So when we came back, she was on the when when we got off the bus. Mm -hmm. The last thing we we ran into her, and the last thing we said to her, there were three of us, and we all looked at her and said, (laughs) "You're not making your flight." You know, so just get it in your head. You're not making your flight. So. Anyway. I mean, because at, at the end at the end of a show at Red Rocks, it takes a good twenty minutes to get from the parking lot to one of the highways. Well, the whole thing so, is, she's not going to leave at the end. She's going to leave, in, you know, she's she would leave. have to. Yeah, she'd have to leave after the first set. So probably she won't. Even, she probably and, won't even make it till the end of the set. But the whole thing is, she's going to be having such a good time. She's not going to want to leave. Right, right. Once she gets there. Not, so I don't know what she's Blues thinking. Brothers concert what is early? she's thinking? Yeah. yeah. And how much money did she spend just to come here to go to these two concerts right. and then that concert? How much money did she spend to stay for an hour of a concert? Right. That's stupid. You are not making your flight. I'm just telling you, you're not making your flight. Just Just use your contingency plan. Use your contingency plan. You're not making your flight. Watch, we get an email from someone's like, I I made my flight. And then a a smiley face with a tongue sticking out. (laughs) I made my flight, motherfuckers. She's not making her flight, I'm telling you. Anyway, I just think it's hilarious. She's not making her flight. But anyway... um, I just think it's funny, but um, I just think it's funny. She yeah. even thought that she could do that because, you know, she's going to get to Red Rocks and go, oh, I'm not making my flight. I mean, you know, if you've never been there, if you've ever been to Red Rocks, you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. She's not making her flight. But anyway, that's that's another <laughs> funny little story. But anyway. so And I think that's a good one to end on <laughs> <laughs> because, man, we went a lot of places. <laughs> wow. I think this is the so. longest uh, podcast we've done in a while. Probably. Yeah. And it doesn't feel nearly like we went that long. I know, right? It's like, whoa, really? Man, we're pushing Joe Rogan time here. Anyway. <laughs> you know. So he, he, he tends to go long. <laughs> Just put it that way. So um, if you stayed with us this long, I do. I definitely thank you for that. Um, <laughs> got, yeah, I don't. I don't know. We probably got like two listeners right now. <laughs> so um, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. All of those links uh, can be found on the contact page of hovpodcast.net. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at HOV Podcast. 
And we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest dot open dot vulnerable. And you can email us at hfbpodcast at gmail.com. Com, not con. <laughs>